Can the Cowboys keep their momentum as they head on the road to Morgantown? I'm Matt Jordan. Welcome into the Pokes Podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. And at this point, I'm starting to think maybe I just need to predict Oklahoma State to lose all Big 12 games. And they'll win them. Because right now, I predicted them to lose to KU. I predicted them to lose to K-State. They won both of those games. And it looked like a completely different team than what we saw the first four weeks of the season in losses to Iowa State, South Alabama, and close wins against Arizona State and Central Arkansas. And so now, as they head into the heart of of Big 12 play as you look at the uh, rest of their schedule. After their trip to Morgantown this weekend, they come back home where they take on Cincinnati. Cincinnati, a team that looked good to start the season but has struggled in Big 12 play yet to win a Big 12 game so far this season. And the Cowboys, likely if they're to win at West Virginia, that would be four in a row heading into Bedlam, which is at home. Then they finish the season at UCF, at Houston, and then back home against BYU. So two weeks ago, it was doom and gloom. Three weeks ago, two to three weeks ago, when you factor in the bye, it was doom and gloom. I was I was not not in a good place as a fan. I was very concerned about the team. I thought that the season was over. We might not be bowl eligible. And I felt like rightfully so. The first four weeks were not good. Sure, you're 2-2, two and two, and you got two wins, one against a fellow Power 5 opponent, but the South Alabama loss and the Iowa State loss just were not good games played by the Cowboys. And with what you were seeing from the play-calling aspect, from the quarterback play, from the defense, it, it left a lot to be concerned. But man, has the team turned it around, and now I'm I've switched... My my mood, my mood's been flipped. And I try to be a positive fan, but I feel like I've been worn down a little bit by Oklahoma State. They, they've done a number to me over the course of uh, my fandom over my lifetime uh, as a fan of the Cowboys. They have definitely given me the ups and the downs. and uh, But I try to be a positive fan, and I was really taking it hard. The season start was not ideal to me. And I and I really did think that the season could possibly be over, but I think they could finish the year with just two Big 12 losses. If they beat West Virginia, and I think they do. Iowa State and Bedlam. I just don't know. I was very wrong about how good this OU team would be. I just don't know, even at home, if you win that Bedlam game. I would love to win it. I'd love to win the last ever Bedlam game that you play. I just don't know if they can. But outside of that, I feel very confident about how they'll play the rest of the season. Out of their next, their last five games of the regular season, they have two of the what used to be the Big 12, and then they have the four new schools. BYU and Houston are the only two of the new Big 12 teams to get conference wins, and Houston needed an absolute miracle to get theirs. And you get BYU at home to end the season. Cincy and UCF have both struggled in Big 12 play, 
So you got to think, you can beat Cincy, you can beat UCF, even having to make the travel to Orlando. So if you come away with a victory, this is a very big game for how the rest of the season could go for the Cowboys. So let's just look at it from the rest of the season perspective. Let's say we win in Morgantown, you beat Cincy, so that makes you 6-2. and two. You lose to OU, that's 6-3. and three. And then you finish the season with three straight wins, nine and three. Nine and three was the exact prediction of the best case scenario, in my opinion, of what I thought this Oklahoma State team could do. And I certainly think when two, three weeks ago I thought three and nine what was was on the table, I certainly think that this team that we've seen the last two weeks can be a nine and three team and could possibly get into the top 25 by the end of the season. Which, if you'd have told me I'd be at this point two, three weeks ago, I'd have called you crazy. I would have. Simple. Simple. I would have said, you're nuts. This team can't turn it around. But Mike Gundy, and he's done it, I, you know, it's really on me. I've been an Oklahoma State fan all my life. I should have known. I should have known that Mike Gundy, time and time again, does the unexpected and figures things out. He he hasn't had back-to-back bad seasons since his first two years at, at Oklahoma State. I should have known. Shame on me for not trusting in the man. That's my fault. That's my fault. But this Cowboys team has me excited. And a lot of that is because of what they've done the last two weeks. Beating K-State was nice. Beating KU was exceptionally nice, especially the way they did it. I said after the K-State game, you could not just field goal teams to death. That wasn't going to work against KU. And while field goal numbers were still really high, and it's great to have a guy like that, uh, as he as he hit, uh, what, Four of five, so another great week for Alex Hill. It's great to have a weapon like that. Four of five field goals. But the offense still did what they needed to do to get this victory. And after they kind of they jumped out the 14-0 lead and then KU came back and took the lead and then Oklahoma State fought back to get the uh to get the final win, the final victory. And Alan Bowman looks the best he's looked all season. 28 of 41, 336 yards, two touchdowns, doesn't turn the ball over. And I've been preaching it all year long. I've been saying Ollie Gordon needs to touch the football more. Ollie Gordon needs to touch the football more. That is what makes this team go. And finally, 29 carries, six receptions, 174 yards on the ground, 116 through the air, a rushing touchdown, and a receiving touchdown. Gordon goes off when he touches the ball 35 times, and Oklahoma State gets the win as a result. Because the offense has to go through Ollie Gordon. Because you're not going to get this Alan Bowman every week. Alan Bowman is not a a 41-pass attempt, 336-yard guy every week. He can do it when he needs it. He's shown that. But he needs to be a game manager, and the offense has to go through Ollie Gordon. And they chose to do that against KU. And we'll see what Gordon lives up to with all of the added uh, 
work because he's, of course, obviously never done this before. 29 carries for a guy that had had gone like 8, 8, 8, and like under, like I think 19 was his most coming in to this uh, to this game. So we'll see what workload looks like if he starts to wear out. But 29 touches is a little excess- excessive. Um, I said 15 to 20, maybe 25. But 174 yards, you can't argue with it. He he was great. Or I guess 168 yards. 168 yards, he was great. Uh, and he's a big reason, big part of the reason Oklahoma State was able to beat KU. Oklahoma State currently sets at 4-2 and two on the season. They're 2-1 and one in Big 12 play. I think that they can finish 9-3. and three. I think they can finish 7-2 and two in Big 12 play, 9-3 and three on the season. I certainly think that's on the table, uh, especially if Ollie Gordon can contain uh, or keep this momentum going with the workload uh, that he's getting. Now, West Virginia, they're coming off a heartbreaking loss. They have been a surprising team this year. They've done a lot better than I think people expected them to. They lost week one, 38-15 to Penn State. Penn State, a very good team. They uh, win their week two game, 56-17. Beat Pitt, 17-6. Low scoring game, but they get the victory at home. They beat Texas Tech at home, 20-13. They go to TCU. This was probably their most surprising victory. And beat uh, the the Horn Frogs there, 24-21. And then fall in Houston to the Cougars on a Hail Mary miracle at the end of that game, 41-39. to So they are uh, undefeated at home at the moment, so Oklahoma State would have to give them their first loss. It is homecoming for the Mountaineers, so homecoming adds a little bit of a uh, extra, extra little spice to the game. It is an afternoon kickoff, 2.30 our time, 3.30 their time for West Virginia. So Oklahoma State trying to give them their first loss of the home. They're trying to hold their own momentum. And this isn't a game that I would be, depending on how we look. Obviously, if you don't look very good in the game, then I'm going to feel a little di- differently. But this isn't a game that I'm going to be too upset if we lost. If we're 8-4 and four, instead of 9-3 and three at the end of the year, I still think that's a very good season. When I looked at the schedule beginning of the year before anything was happening, I said 6-6 six and six at the worst, 9-3 and three at the best. I expected somewhere in the middle. And I'm, very, I'm still very happy with 8-4, and four, especially if our losses are to this West Virginia team who has been very good at home and to OU. Obviously, I wouldn't have expected losses to Iowa State, or actually I did expect a loss to Iowa State, uh, and then they lost a bunch through the whole gambling thing, so then again, I didn't expect a loss to Iowa State, uh, and then I definitely did not expect a loss to South Alabama. That's the uh, that's the bad loss on the season. So 8-4, and four, if, we, if we were to lose this game, still I think very achievable. And who knows, uh, maybe they've got something up their sleeve and, and play OU a lot better than I expect them to. So when you look at this Mountaineer team, they're led by Garrett Green. Green, 56 for 106, six touchdowns, one interception. So takes care of the ball fairly well. Not the most accurate, slightly under 53% completion percentage at 52.83%. Almost 1,000 yards on the season, 935 yards. Averages about 187 yards a game. The run game 
Uh, they've got C.J. Donaldson Jr. Uh, Donaldson's carried the ball 103 times for 430 yards. Uh, Green runs a bit as well. He's got 45 carries for 245 yards, and then they've got a couple other guys uh, with 25, 29, and 41 carries, uh, but all under 200 yards. So not a uh, high offense, although they were able to put up some points against Houston. So not a high offensive team. Uh, When you look at the receivers, uh, they got three guys over 10 receptions on the season. It's uh, Hudson Clement, uh, Devin Carter, and Cole Taylor. Clement, 12 for 298. He has four touchdowns. Devin Carter, no touchdowns. We have 14 catches for 257 yards. And then uh, Cole Taylor, 18 care, eighteen touches. Sorry, 18 catches, 228 yards. He's got two touchdowns. And then uh, Preston Fox, eight catches, 131 yards and a tud. So that's kind of what the team looks like offensively. So obviously it's Garrett Green. They like to play good defense. When you look at this team uh, at home, they allowed just 17 points uh, week two. They allowed six points week three, and they allowed 13 points week four. So they've given up a total of 36 points in three games at home. So 12 points a game given up at home. Oklahoma State, on the other hand, on the road this season, well, they scored 27 points on the road at Arizona State. They scored 27 points on the road at Iowa State, and uh, the other games have been at home. So a little bit different with how these two teams have played on the road versus at home, so we'll see how things shake out. But right now, when you look at the Oklahoma State team and the way they stand in the uh, Big 12 standings, OU sets at 3-0 and in Big 12 play. They're at the top. Iowa State is 3-1 and at number 2. Texas 2-1, and Oklahoma State, Kansas State, West Virginia all 2-1 and with the Cowboys currently setting in the 4 spot. So it's a big game in line with Big 12 standings with West Virginia currently setting at 2-1. and one. So you, you put yourself in a better spot to stay above them in the Big 12 rankings. When you look at West Virginia's schedules the rest of the way, they have to go to Orlando to take on UCF after Oklahoma State. Then they come back home for a game against BYU. They go to Norman for a game against OU. And then Cincinnati at home. And then they go to Waco to take on Baylor. Baylor, of course, having a little bit of a down year. They are 1-2 and two in Big 12 play as they are 2-4 and four on the season. So West Virginia in a similar state where they have a good opportunity with their schedule the rest of the way to also be one of the better teams in the Big 12. If they were to be able to pick up this win... They're looking at maybe one more loss. Uh, the the BYU game isn't going to be that easy, even though it's at home. Traveling to Orlando is going to be tough, depending on how UCF looks the rest of the way. And then traveling to Norman, I think you can chalk that up for a loss. So they're also fighting, and I'm sure they hate this loss. This is a bad loss for them, just like Oklahoma State suffered a bad loss against South Alabama, this Houston loss. They'd like to have that one back. They're going to be a little bit more rested than Oklahoma State as well. That that Houston game was on a Thursday. So there's a lot of factors that go into this because West Virginia, looking at how they played this season, both teams coming in at 4-2, and two, both teams 2-1 and one in Big 12 play. They're both looking at the rest of the season with UCF, BYU, and Cincy on their schedule. Both teams have to play OU still. Uh, the only difference is Oklahoma State plays Houston and Baylor, and West Virginia has Baylor. So 
when you look at the Big 12, a lot could be decided if you know these teams were to kind of have the same outcomes against similar opponents. A lot can be decided in this matchup in Morgantown for how the Big 12 standings break down, which plays into what bowl games are going to look like. So certainly a lot on the line as the Cowboys look to continue their momentum as they move forward. It'd be interesting to see how involved Ollie Gordon is again. Uh, a guy that stepped up in the receiving side of things uh, for Oklahoma State last week was uh, Rashad Owens, nine catches, 112 yards, coming into that matchup against KU through the first four games of the season. Owens had nine catches for 112 yards combined. So he doubled his output in one game against uh, KU. So yeah, in the games against K-State, Iowa State, South Alabama, Arizona State, and Central Arkansas, he had nine catches for 112 yards, and in the lone game, in the 39-32 victory over KU, he had nine catches for 112 yards. So uh, Owens doubles his production in a one-game appearance there against the Jayhawks. So guy that kind of stepped up was stribbling down the rest of the season. Bowman still did a really good job in the 28 completions spreading around. Found the running backs, checked down to, to Gordon six times, uh, and then... Presley had eight catches. I mentioned Owens with nine. Blaine Green, uh, Josiah Johnson, and Jaden Bray uh, had a handful of catches. Not a lot really amounted. It was it was Rashad Owens and Ollie Gordon and Brennan Presley who kind of impressed on the day. So Oklahoma State has figured out an identity offensively, and that is what is important. This Cowboys team has finally found an identity. The identity is Alan Bowman needs to do what he needs to do to win the games, and you trust Ollie Gordon to, to lead you to victory. And then hopefully you can spell him every once in a while with Jaden Nixon, who had seven carries for 46 yards. So if you can spell him when you need to with Nixon and rely on Gordon to run the offense, this Oklahoma State team has found, I think, its footing moving forward. Get in field goal position, let Alex Hale do his thing, and trust Ollie Gordon and let the defense play well enough to get you victories. And that's what they've done the last two weeks. Brian Nardo's doing just enough. He's great at making defensive adjustments. He did that uh, against a guy in Jason Bean who still had a heck of a day, five passing touchdowns, 410 yards. Uh, this West Virginia offense is nowhere near as good as the KU offense, uh, but they did a great job slowing down the Kansas rushing attack, uh, holding Devin Neal under 100 under 100 yards on just 13 carries. So great job against the run game. Uh, the West Virginia offense, like I said, not nearly as good as the KU offense. So heading on the road, the defensive play is going to be very important. The run game is going to be very important. Like I said, that's how you win these games going forward. Good, strong run game. Eat up the clock. Keep their offense off the field. And when their offense is on the field, play good defense. Make adjustments. Let them make mistakes and don't make mistakes yourself. And I think that's what they've done the last two weeks to put them in this position where now they can flip the season on its head after the 2-2 two and two start and push for a good bowl game, possibly a top 25 ranking, if they can really push their way forward and 
potentially even a Bedlam upset uh, in that matchup coming up in a few weeks against OU. It starts, though, with West Virginia, and that is this matchup for this weekend. My prediction for this game, because West Virginia is a little bit better defensively at home, Oklahoma State, I think, is still going to put up some points. My prediction is uh, I'm going to say 27 to 21, Oklahoma State gets the victory. West Virginia is favored in this game by uh, three and a half. So home teams get three; they get that extra half. So Vegas is close on this matchup, but I give Oklahoma State the six-point advantage. I'm Matt Jordan. Thanks for listening to the Pokes Podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network.